One of the things which we easily cannot understand is this. We want others to be good to us. The same way we don't feel like being good to them, even if they are our friends. We are very conscious about what others should do for us. But we may not be bothered about what we should do for them in return. We demand that others should respect us, protect our good name. But when it comes to others, we don't feel the same. We may enjoy doing the opposite, more and more harm to others, or become very, very insensitive to their needs. And we wonder why, why it is like this. Sometimes we are good to others, that doesn't mean that we are always good to others. But we want others to be good to us all the time. That's our demand. But we won't approve the same demand for others. And uh, if we look at the role of religion, We may come to realize that it is to help us to be good to others as we demand from them. And maybe there is nothing more to religion than this much and only and only that much. Because Jesus himself summarized the whole scripture, his scripture, that is the Old Testament <coughs> scripture for us. Do unto others as you wish them to do for you. There is nothing more than that. Jesus did not add anything more to it. And he said, this is the sum total of scriptures. But we, when we think of religion, we have so many other things which we consider very important. But the most important thing that being good to others as we want them to be good to us. This we may forget quite often. 
or we may neglect or ignore that this is the essence of religion. But for us, it may be more in believing in one God, etc. That has to be taken for granted that we believe in God and that's a must. Suppose there is no belief in God, maybe this idea of being good to others may not have any foundation. I can always think that I am the most important and I need love, I need appreciation, I need to be protected. But I don't have to do these things to others because I have no obligation as such. The obligation comes from the fact God is there. And all are God's children and all are equal to Him. So when we think of our own self, we, need, we know the needs of ours instantaneously or spontaneously. But we wonder why we do not know spontaneously the same needs of the others. And actually we live with half religion, not the full religion. Our religion is that others should be good to us. And this is the most active religion in us. But it is only part of the religion. And religion does not become full <coughs> and sublime unless and until I become conscious and I see the need that I should be good to others. But in our daily living, what we come to realize is this, to our own shame, that as we demand others to be good to us, we cannot be good to them, or we don't care to be good to others. We just ignore or we just don't approve that we have the need or we have the obligation to be good to others. Here and there we may be good to others, maybe that is also with the calculation that others should be good to us in a greater way. So there is plenty of calculations in us. We need others, we need to get things from others, but we may refuse to give to others 
like small children are very very keen in getting what they like but they won't give it to others whether they are able to eat eat the sweets completely or not when we are grown up maybe the same thing happens to us we are not able to give to others what we consider good for us and this is one of the things which we easily cannot overcome and if anyone is really doing that you can see certainly this person is a realized person this person is a saint this person is a holy person but many of us will be ashamed to realize that we are not anywhere close to this we can be very very insensitive to others we can be very very malicious to others and we can do a lot of damages to others but at the same time we go on demanding from others maybe from same people only that they should be good to us this is a constant conflict within us just because we have some rituals or devotional practices we may not acquire this facility within to be good to others it is easier to take part in rituals or devotions than making ourselves ready to be good to others how easy for us it is to talk about the faults of others spoil their name spread their bad name but how bad we feel when others say a bit badly about us we cannot tolerate it we feel very sad we feel very upset we feel very angry but when we do the same we think we are doing good to others and this is not easy to acquire the facility to be good to others it is easy to preach or it is easy to imagine especially in our meditations and take resolutions but in practice it may not be easy at all so many of us go into 
devotional practices in order to make us feel that we are holy in order to make others feel we are holy but we cannot see we have religion unless and until the other half as important as the first half is being practiced by each one of us as usual it is easy for us to go on stressing the idea of belief rather than practice most often practice is neglected belief is given importance and this is what we will come to realize slowly when we give time to be with our own self when we are secluded when we are in silence when we have no other activities we are with our own self in great interior silence and also exterior silence it's not enough to know that we are not doing good to others we have to create the capacity or the ability or the facility to do good to others or to be good to others and this acquiring of the facility is not all that easy one of the ways is to make resolutions that is conscious effort but it has to become a sort of a spontaneous thing for us and that may be the sign of our spiritual growth may not be anything else but what we normally give is about rituals and devotional practices we go on judging our fellow religious by not having prayer life what that means nobody wants to explain but if a person is regular in prayer and that also is if that person is seen in praying then we won't judge that person as a bad person but the interior attitude to be good may be very often ignored and we go on condemning people because they are not in time for pray or we may even delay others vows because they were not regular in pray because we see their prayer life is not all right
And that is too much for us. Maybe that's why we are not known as spiritual people. Though we are supposed to be, we don't have any spiritual powers as normally expected. Because we cannot be, even in the slightest, we are good to others when we are hurt. We see the opposite, the power to be evil, that we have plenty. But the power to be good, we may not have anything at all. Unless and until we realize and we do something to acquire this, our religion may not be a living religion. It's a religion of selfishness. Self-interest is good. It has to be nurtured even. But selfishness is a thing which does harm to others and I only care for my own interests, whatever it is. I just don't care for others. Even in our religious life, don't we see that we do a lot of sort of religious practices than being good to some human beings. Don't we spend more money for something or other which we call religious or devotional than to be good to poor human persons or any type of human persons. As it often happens, when we have to decide to help poor people, it's terribly difficult to decide who is the poor. We'll always find excuses. They have this, they have the other thing, so they don't need. But when it comes to devotional practices, building a third or fourth grotto in the compound and whatever money it costs, we don't have any bad feeling. But for a hut, a few hundred rupees, if we have to give, we need several community meetings. And finally it may be decided against also. So it is not so easy to be good to others and to make decisions to be good to others. When others are telling, oh so-and-so is a bluff, so-and-so is very good in 
creating wrong images that is good images and make you believe things which are realized when we are influenced like this it becomes extremely difficult for us to be good to others even though we are convinced within tremendous amount of damages are done because we are so prone to listen to others and behave according to others wishes we may not have our own capacity to be courageous enough to go along with our own spontaneous feelings and especially to be good to others and maybe here we need tremendous amount of purification purification brings us strength very often we are not good to others because we are afraid so fear has to be removed very often we are not good to others because we are hurt in different ways so we enjoy being revengeful so we need to remove anger to be good to others and it can also be when we are sad we are not able to help others or being good to others so we need to remove our sadness and this is the major purification area anger sadness and fear we need to get rid of them in order to be good to others and if we are not growing in being good to others we may not be growing in spirituality we can go on increasing devotions without any much cost to personal inconveniences etc but to be good to others to be tolerant and to ignore all the malices others showed to us or do to us these are all extremely costly affairs which we may not be able to do all the time once in a week we can be good to others but to be good to others day after day 
it's not an easy business. And if we are not good to others, we cannot think we are good people. We cannot think we are holy people. So we should become more and more conscious about the need of being good to others. Then only we can grow in spirituality. But many of us think if we learn some intricate meditation practices and if we practice such meditations, we grow in spiritual strength. Maybe some intellectual improvement may be there, but may not be spiritual improvement. So one may be able to see a very illiterate person, a very ignorant person can be highly spiritual if she or he is good to others as he or she himself or herself expects others to be good to, the, to her or to him. Can't we say this is the only norm for our spiritual growth or only norm for our spiritual strength? But maybe most of us think we don't have spiritual strength because we don't know much theology and the intricacies of spirituality, etc. And our inability to be good to others is all due to our hurt feelings and sad feelings and fear feelings. That's why we are told to be courageous. The scripture tells us love removes fear. Maybe many of us have to confess with the tears, I don't know what it is. I know what fear is, but I have not experienced how love removes fear. So in what way we can boast because of our religious life, we are great. Maybe we are not great at all. We have to become more and more conscious about the actuality, the reality within. By becoming more and more conscious about our own self, by becoming aware of our own inner self, which we call the usual word, use the usual word, awareness. And this awareness is very, very essential for us to make any progress. 
Otherwise, we grow in our selfishness more and more. That's why about our religious life we see our communities are very selfish and others in turn will say about us that we are very very selfish. And this is a common complaint in every community, whichever congregation it is, either men's or women's. There is plenty of self-interest at the damage of others. And that's why we feel terribly frustrated or terribly angry with the whole system. What does this system do for us? A system is meaningless or powerless unless and until an individual decides to practice it. And practice is the most important thing. And if you do not go on realizing the amount of selfishness within us and do something to get rid of it or reduce it, we may not become spiritually powerful or we may not become good at all. We may not be doing any violence as such, but does not mean that we are good people. That's why there is plenty of dissatisfaction in religious life. We talk about very, very high spirituality, but when it comes to our daily living, we find that it's not available. So we hate to hear such things even, because it has, it's difficult to even see in a small measure. We can go on bluffing or quietening our conscience by saying, oh, there are, there are so many good people from morning till evening, they are doing a lot of charity for others. But we have to be extremely factual. We have to be extremely transparent. And maybe we will re we are doing good to others, maybe completely selfishness. Jesus has told, maybe from this point of view, when you do good to others, make sure that it is not your selfishness. That's the core. It has to be extremely unselfish. 
So you don't calculate. But we do almost everything with calculation only. If we even pray to God or go and sit with Him, the calculation is that I must feel good. The moment I don't feel good, I get up and go from prayer most of the time. So tremendous amount of calculation, whether we are aware or unaware, we can do many things without being conscious. And maybe there is only calculation than anything else, means self-interest. Let's think of our friendships, let's think of our sacrifices we have done, looking after the sick. I'm sure once or twice we will do it, maybe out of kindness. But from third time onwards, we will start saying things. We say, oh, so-and-so is pretending there's no need that she or he has to be in the hospital and I am taking so much trouble. And then magnifying the trouble one is taking, a clear indication that one is not doing for the other's good. And it is extremely difficult to be good to others without calculation. And I am wondering whether anybody can be 100% selfless on this earth. Though Jesus told us, be selfless, but I cannot yet imagine a single situation where I am not caring for my own good. Even if I am thinking a hundred percent I am selfless, what is my calculation in heaven I will be rewarded for that. I cannot get out of that calculation. So I wonder whether I can be hundred percent selfless. Also we have to see whether Jesus said be a hundred percent selfless. Or he said, more or less, give more importance to others than your own self. And quite often we are very good to sit with mathematics. So it may not be mathematics that is important for us. It is just to be good to others without an active calculation and then we have to do a lot of work on our unconscious state of the mind because we can be very very selfish to the core and that selfishness can be destroyed only by becoming more and more conscious more and more aware so the need to become more and more aware of our own interior self.
but we don't care normally, usually, and we care only for devotions. And that's why we may not succeed in being good to others in spite of several devotional practices. So these days when we are working on our negativities, it's really, really beneficial, profitable that we are spending time, all the time available to us only for this. So that one day, many more people will profit from our goodness because we are purified within. We are less selfish than before. Or we will be at least aware that we are selfish, which we did not have before. 